Hello, and welcome to the Third Thoughts Podcast. My name is Andrew Dixon, and I would like to welcome you to this latest episode entitled Alone in the Crowd, A Perspective on Judas. You know, sometimes when we go through different things in life, it's so easy to think that we're the only ones going through it. Especially if it's in a season where so many people are experiencing many joys and you're experiencing a low point. We're going to talk today about the many instances in which you may find yourself alone, especially when around others, but want to show you a flip side to one of the people within the Holy Bible's historical record that oftentimes gets a bad rap. But if we look deeply, we can see ourselves in this person, the person of Judas. Before we go into this, however, as is customary with every episode, let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Today is Friday. Thank you for seeing us through the work week so far and may you continue to see us through the rest of it for those like myself that work weekends may you continue to strengthen us for the days ahead be it your will and we pray that it is may you forgive us of all sins may you break every chain open every ear and heart so that we may hear from you today may you come in so that I can step back and you can teach us all something that will last a lifetime. We ask this through Christ Jesus, the Lord, your son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. You know, I have a lot of firsthand knowledge of what it feels like to be alone in the crowd. Even as a younger person, when I was a child, I remember always feeling a bit different from everybody else. I wasn't quite interested in a lot of things that other people were interested in around me. I may not have enjoyed certain aspects, but, you know, I could sometimes find maybe a few parts in there that I that I like. Like, you know, if you were watching a game and I didn't really want to watch it, I could find something about it that I liked or something. You know, it's like I just I never felt like I belonged in a lot of particular crowds. If I can dig a little deeper into that, there were a lot of times in my early development where I felt like I wasn't quite a man. 
Um, I think it, I believe that it is because, you know, certain people around me just at that time, I didn't get the affirmation from them. And so I often felt like those around me were more manly than me because they were interested in things that I didn't necessarily have a particular interest in or was too afraid to get into. That's something that even has spilled into my adulthood and I still struggle with that. Um, I don't often view myself the same way that others do. To take it another step further, for people that know me, they may be astonished by this, but the Lord didn't save me until October 8th, 2018, when I took a a business trip, which turned out to be like a mission trip, you know, um, in a sense. It's like God took me out of my environment totally and began this work of transforming my life and bringing me into his family. I was offered a chance to go to Rome, Italy. And while there, I was confronted with who I was at the bare bones of it. And in previous episodes, I've talked about this, you know, um, so I won't go too deep into it, but he broke me down to show me that I couldn't do it all on my own. I could never be good enough to earn his, his grace, his love, his mercy. And he showed me that he wanted to give it to me, that it wasn't something to be earned, but that he wanted to freely give it to me. He wanted to forgive me of my sins so that I could be in heaven with him forever when it's my time to die in this life. But to many people that knew me or know me, you know, I had, I grew up in the church. I had, you know, always had a a belief in God, a belief in Jesus. But I didn't understand what it meant for Jesus to be Lord and especially Lord of my life. I didn't understand what salvation meant. I didn't understand what grace and mercy was. And even when I began to go to a different church that really fostered my growth and gave me space to ask ask certain questions that I, I had about faith. I began to learn more about God from a mental perspective, but I believe that heart transformation really began in October of 2018. And so I understand what it's like to be in a church setting, to be in a worship setting and feel alone. Alone because maybe you're struggling with a particular sin that you don't know if anybody else is struggling with. You 
are dealing with some issues that you don't know if anybody has ever gone through. I think sometimes we have a tendency as people to put on our best face when we're in public. And that can be a damaging thing for somebody that's broken because it gives the impression that everybody is doing great and you're the only one that's not. And it has not only affected me in thinking that I wasn't, that I was just, wasn't good enough, totally unworthy. And also, when you're in that environment and you see it looks like everybody is doing well and you're not, you start to think, you know, am I, you know, saved, you know, do I have this relationship with Christ that I thought I had? You know, that's when a lot of the doubts can come in. And I want to comfort you today and let you know that regardless of where you are, everybody that you come across is going through something. And a lot of times people in your exact area are going through the same things you are. It's just unfortunately... We, we live in a society where sharing who we are isn't very popular, especially for men, particularly black men. But I want to break that. I want to give you a safe space to say, hey, man, I'm going through something. You know, I, you can you can DM me and let me know if you got a, you got my number. You know what I'm saying? Give me a call. You know, no matter who you are, we all going through something. Even our parents go through things. I think it's healthier to show your wounds rather than hide them. Now, I get it. Not everybody can handle your testimony, as we spoke about before. But... I don't think it's very healthy to walk around and just always have this fake it till you make it attitude. I really don't. Um, So I have just a few questions that I want to offer you today. Do you ever feel alone even when you're around others? Do you, too, often feel misunderstood? Do you feel like you are the only one experiencing what you are experiencing? I want to encourage and comfort you through God's word today. That you are not alone. And yes, there is hope for you. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 16, verse 13. Genesis 16, 13. It says, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. See, there's a lady in in the scriptures named Hagar. And, you know, if you want to get to know more about this, I suggest you read chapter 16 and I would say maybe 14 and 15 also. Um, 
but she's going through a particular hard time in her life. She feels so alone, driven away. And the angel of the Lord appears to her and gives her comfort and encouragement. And her response to this angel of the Lord, she says, you are the God who sees me. She's She recognizes where this angel has come from. And she 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 says, you are the God who sees me. I have now seen the one who sees me. I want you to know when you're in those pews, you may feel alone, but I want you to know that God sees you. When you're at home and you're crying, I want you to know that God sees you. And as I said, we're going to talk about this from the perspective of Judas. Judas Iscariot was, uh, there are some that say that he was the the treasurer in Jesus's disciple camp. And so he handled the money is what we've been told. And Judas is the one who betrayed Jesus. He gave him up for a little money. And handed him over to the the high priests, which led to Jesus's arrest, his imprisonment, the beating he took, and eventually death on the cross. When Judas did what he did, he had already made the deal before he he went to Jesus's last supper. And there was a priest that really broke this down in a cool way. He said, when you think about the last supper, remember Judas had already betrayed Jesus. He had already set the plan in motion. And so here he is in the midst of his brothers and his Lord and how he must feel knowing what he's about to do. And see, when he finally betrays Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he goes back to the high priest and he says, you know, I made a mistake. You know, he tries to give them the money back. He, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, he's, he has realized what he has done. And he's like, I don't want this. Take it, take it back. And they're like, you know, that's, that's your problem. You see that, like whatever guilt you have, that's your problem. And Judas goes off, goes into this, just, just, just wanders and wanders and eventually kills himself. Kills himself because he has betrayed the only begotten son of God. 
a man who loved him so much. And he finds himself after this great sin in a place where he could not find repentance for what he had done. Have you ever been there? Have you ever betrayed Jesus? I know I have. Every time we sin, we betray God. We say, I want to do this more than I want to do what you say. I would rather be doing this than doing what you've commanded me not to do. I'd rather do this than to do what you've commanded me. And when Judas, it's like he he had reached a point that none of us will, will ever know because he couldn't find a place for repentance because Christ hadn't died and risen again at that time. He was imprisoned. Who could he go to? He, is he going to go to God, his father? I just betrayed your son. He couldn't find a place for repentance. He couldn't find a place for forgiveness. And before anybody judge him, understand that when we say we would never do that, be mindful that we already have. We all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But sometimes there are people, sinners like you and I, that will cause us to think that we are some special case. That what we've done, there's, there's just no way. And I want you to know if it's not people, it's society that often says these things. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ died and rose again for you. The same grace that he gives me, he is willing to give to you. There is no respect of persons with God. God always is at the door willing to receive us. You're not alone. It's just sometimes people don't keep it real. But you're not alone. The Lord loves you. And I want you to really think about that. Think about the love that somebody that you know has for you. And I want you to know that God loves you more than they could ever. Don't believe the false narrative that you got to clean yourself up before you come to God. No, that's not how this works. You can never clean yourself up. 
Let God clean you up. There is hope for you. There's a scripture in Jonah chapter two, verse six. It says to the roots of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. God's hand is reaching out to you today. He wants to lift you up out of the pit that you're in. I remember going to Mississippi when my dad died and doing something that I had never heard of, nor thought I'd ever be a part of. In the South, they bury their own. And so when they drove me to the cemetery the day before the funeral, all of his brothers, all my, a lot of my, the men in the family, we were all digging his grave. And I played a part in that. And I remember being, you know, digging down so deep to where I couldn't get myself out. And I don't remember if it was one of my uncles or my cousins, but somebody reached their hand out to help me out of it. Sometimes we can dig a pit for ourselves. Sometimes we end up digging our own grave through sin and disobedience. But if we look up, instead of our heads down digging further and further into that dirt, if we look up, there's a, the outstretched hand of God willing to help pull us out. But in order to hold on to his hand, we have to put the shovel down, the shovel of my will, the shovel of my sin, the shovel of my past hurts. When Jesus was risen from the dead and he stepped out of that tomb, he left the death and grave behind him. And that's what needs to be our focus daily to leave what is behind behind people hurt us but we cannot continue to allow that hurt to to keep us down in the pit we got to let it go i can't hold on to god's hand and the shovel and so I'm talking to you as somebody that is trying to practice that even now as we speak. It's a daily struggle letting go of the things that help that hold you hold you down. But there's hope for me and there's hope for you. There's hope for us. That we are not ever alone even right now God is in this room he's in this space won't you tell him that you love him won't you tell him what you're going through I am absolutely sure that he wants nothing more than to hear from you particularly today
well, that's my time. I know you got to go back to work or whatever you were doing. I want you to enjoy your day and walk boldly in love, knowing that God loves you, wants to hear from you, and wants to forgive you your sins, if only you would ask. Romans 10, 9 says it. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. John 3, 16 through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. God don't want to condemn you. God doesn't condemn. He doesn't have to. Our sins condemn us. So go to the one, the only one that can forgive you and save your soul and forgive your sins. Will you accept the grace of God through Jesus Christ today? Will you allow him to pour into you the Holy Spirit? I want some of that today. How about you? Until next time, I want you to take care. God bless you and your family. And I'll talk to you later.